Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. So today's episode, we're going to talk about money. (laughs) We're going to talk about our art, money, mindset, and just open up our minds to the ideas of making money with our art. And as we go through this episode, I would really like you to start to reframe your thinking around the idea of what can I do right now that will set me up as a great career artist in the future, that where I can make money in the future, and not so much as how I can make a paycheck today. So I'm going to be mentioning this several, several times, but from talking to other artists and just a lot of people in general, my parents, a lot of people around me have this mindset of how do I pay the bills this week? How do I pay the bills this month? And I think it's really blocking a lot of us from really just thinking into the future and doing the things today that's going to set us up for the long run. And I'm realizing this because that is where my mindset is all the time. I would almost rather just stay up and work on my website and do little things here and there, knowing that it's going to pay off big in the future, as opposed to making 20 bucks today. Like, I would rather make nothing today if it means I'm going to make $100 next year on the same day rather than make 20 right now. But a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, no, I I want instant gratification. I don't want to paint if I'm not going to sell it. I don't want to do this because I'm thinking in the now. And that's good. I think that's really great. Sometimes I have to bring myself back and think in the now to really enjoy what I have right now (laughs) rather than think in the future. But my mind is always thinking about the future and not into the point to where, oh, I want this and I want that. I don't want you to do that per se. I just want you to think of the steps that you can do now that will set you up to make money in the future. Okay, we're going to get into a lot of that into today's episode. I'm going to be talking about money mindset quite a bit. I'm going to be sharing stories of my own money mindset, growing up with not very much of it, and now making a decent amount, and my goals towards the future, which are much bigger than where I'm at right now, and just really embodying that and really believing that I and you and whoever can do it. And I want to talk openly about this subject despite the little voice inside of my head saying they don't care, (laughs) you saying what you make is bragging, mostly that second one, (laughs) you saying what you make is bragging because I've gotten to a certain mentality here lately to where I'm used to things going well. I've put in the hard work. I put in the hours and hours of painting in order to get to a certain level to where now things are starting to work in my favor and I'm starting to get way more passive income and we're going to talk about that as well. So if you're interested in passive income, just strap in and listen to the whole thing. <laughs> we're going to get that to that towards the end. But I've set myself up here in the past three or four years to now be in a really good place. And even though I've worked really, really hard to get here and I've done many nights of painting and books and podcasts and I've put in the work, now that I'm here, I'm like, don't talk about it, you're bragging. Or if I feel bad about it because I know so many artists who maybe have been trying and aren't quite at this level yet, or I know plenty of artists who have just started and aren't at this level yet, and it makes me feel bad. And I shouldn't be like that, but I do. (laughs) And so despite this little voice in the back of my head saying, don't talk about money, like it's, it's a cliche, and I'm going to do it anyway. Because, for example, I was on a 
pre-interview call with a future podcast guest. I actually haven't interviewed them and I'm not going to say their name, but they wanted to talk to me because they were like, hey, we see you talking about money and stuff and don't ask me questions about money. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, Explain. What can I not ask? Because I'll definitely, you know, obey your wishes, whatever you want, but like why? And so I really grilled him. I was like, so what do you mean like exactly? And he's like, I don't want to say what I make a year and I don't want to say what my paintings cost. And I was like, why? I don't I will do that. I don't mind. But why? <laughs> and he's like, well, I just feel like there's this weird stigma around artists. And if they make too little, then people are going to think that they are not as big of a name that, that they look like on Instagram. And if they make too much, then people aren't going to want to pay them because they already make too much. And I'm like, as he's talking, I'm just like, money is money mindset is so different and needs a little bit of work. But I didn't say that. I was just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever you want. And so I really put in the speech of, I think more artists need to know. And if you want to put it out there, because there are a lot of secrets in the art world, and that's what I'm trying to combat. I'm trying to do away with the whole allure of this artist who works in their studio and you have no idea how they're making money or if they're making money and what they're charging because they never put it on their website and it's all inquiry only. And so I'm trying to do away with that. We're going to talk about money and talk, talk about all of the things. And even with my friends, I, I want to know what they make. And even asking them, you can tell that they're a little bit like, oh, I make this much and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just, I want to know. <laughs> Not really for a judgment reason. I'm just super curious. It's also very motivating. That's another reason I want to talk about it. And then I'll get into it, I promise. But I want to be the motivation for you. Because when I was younger, in my early 20s, <laughs> I had no idea what was possible in the art world. I thought I had to teach, and so I was I studied to go to be a teacher, and then to be completely honest, I just didn't want to make 30 grand a year and be teaching. I, just, I don't know. I was like, I just, I have bigger aspirations than that. And if you want to make 30 grand a year and you're teaching, we need teachers. Don't think that I'm saying anything like that, but money is a big deal to me, mostly because I grew up with none of it. I grew up in a little trailer and with a single mom and money was just at the forefront of all of our problems. We never had enough of it. Everything was very, I don't know, restricted. And I knew that. And my mom didn't mean to put that on me, but I remember in music class when I was in, I want to say early middle school, maybe late elementary, they asked if I wanted to play an instrument, to learn to play an instrument. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm artsy. Yeah. And then I was talking to it about it with my mom and I don't blame her for this at all, like whatsoever. So don't think that. But I remember her being like, okay, it's going to cost a lot. That's fine. And I just saw the look in her eyes of buying a $200, $300 instrument. And I said I didn't want to. And I convinced her and my, and my music teacher that I didn't want to learn to play an instrument because I knew that it would be very hard for my mom to come up with the money for it. She would have. She loves me unconditionally. She would have done it. But being the people pleaser, I was like, nope, it's going to be a struggle. No, I Nope. So I sat in the back of the music class every time we went to music class. So it had to been in, in elementary and to, I don't know how to read music because of it. And I wish that's something that I learned. I wish that's something that I knew. I would have loved to play the clarinet or the flute or I don't know, something. But I passed on that experience because I didn't want to do that to my mom. And she doesn't know that still. And she won't listen to this episode, so it's fine. But growing up and now, I my life is centered around experiences even if I'm scared to do something like bungee jumping and whatnot, I'm still going to do it. And I want to set myself up financially to be able to experience everything. Because growing up in a really small town, I experienced very little and I just want to see the world. So some of my goals are seeing the world, building a giant house with a big art studio and helping a ton of artists to achieve the same thing. Those are some of my big, big goals. And because to me, money is freedom. And it's not just about earning a certain amount every year and just earning more and more every year so you can buy more things. It's for me mostly about this just just mental peace that happens with me knowing that I don't have to scrimp and save and do all of that and 
the decisions that I make now when I'm not as concerned with money, whether it's hiring artists on to make it easier for myself or hiring artists on just to help them and just it not being such a mental drain on me. It's, I volunteer more. I give more. My husband and I give a bunch to charities every year. It's just being able to give and when you're not as restrained on money and you're not super stressed about it there's a lot to that it just from personal experience it, the more I make the happier I am and not because I'm buying nicer things it's just the mental peace that comes with it and it's the more that I can give back for instance one of my big goals is that I want to eventually hire my mother I want to hire her either as a daycare person to take care of my future children or maybe something in my business I don't know but she's at a job that she does not like right now and a job that is just not very good it's just not not a good atmosphere, and so I want to be able to take her out of that. I've tried to talk her into the whole doing business for herself. We could start a cleaning business. I've tried the whole thing. She won't do it. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to, first off, take care of her when she's older. She's already made that apparent, but I've, I want to be able to take her out of her job before retirement so that she can be overall happier. And it's things like that. It's, a lot of people are like, I don't want to be rich. And then when you talk to them a little bit further, they're like, wouldn't you like to pay for your kid's college? And they're like, well, yeah. Wouldn't you like to set your parents up for life and give back to people that have given you so much? Well, yeah, that would be really nice too. Wouldn't you like to go on, go on a couple of vacations a year and give to charities? And they're like, yeah, you want to be wealthy to some degree. <laughs> and it just, anyway, my point is there's a lot of mental peace that comes with making money. It's not all greed. So I also want people to get that out of their mentality. I grew up hearing the term more money, more problems, which is insane if you think about it. That's not real at all. If somebody has a really big business and if it's huge, I could maybe see that because I've never experienced that. But personally, the more money I make, the less problems I have. The more money, more problems thing is such a poor person thing to say now that I'm realizing that it just is. <laughs> so if you have heard that and if you are still in the more money, more problems thing, and I'm hoping a couple of you are and I'm hoping a lot of you aren't, just know that is complete BS <laughs> and I want to help you get over that block as well. Okay, so let's get into money mentality a little bit. I want to talk about how you could be blocking yourself through with your mind with making money. Nobody else is blocking you. I'm going to tell you just for in the forefront, like you are the only one blocking yourself from making money. Nobody's like, no, I'm not going to give you that or what. You have the power to set yourself up to make whatever you want, but it first comes with the belief that you earn it and that you deserve it. That's the word I'm looking for, not really earn, but you deserve it. And if you give yourself a goal saying, I want to make 20000 this year with my art, I want to make 100000 this year with my art, you'll be so amazed at what happens with that. Just putting it out there and saying, this is what I want and getting just really, really obsessed with that and not, not even obsessed, just put it out there. What you want to make this year with your art and just watch the magic happen. Just do something a little bit each week to make, to do some action towards it, but just watch what comes to you when you put it out there. Some of my own money mentality mind blocks are over what to charge people. So I've gotten over the idea of charging $1,000. <laughs> if somebody wants something, it's really not a big deal for me to charge them 500 700, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. That is typically where my bids go. If someone asks for something, it usually starts at 500 and then at the most it'll go up to three or 4,000. That's typically where I'm at living in the Midwest in small town Springfield, Missouri. That's typically what I work with, with a lot of bedroom murals and stuff for businesses like painting their logos. That's typically where it lands. 
So some blocks that I'm having here and I've had here last year and I'm having now this year, and it's very apparent to me, I know it's a problem and I'm trying to work on it, is being comfortable charging over 10 grand for something. I've had a couple customers come to me and say, we want this done. How much is this going to cost? And my my first, the first thing that I want to do and the first thing I want to say to them is I want to give them the best bang for their buck, <laughs> which is like bargain shopping. If I'm being honest with my own mindset, I don't want to do this, but I do this because I grew up shopping for bargains. I grew up doing all that. And so getting out of that mentality of that and getting into this whole, I want to give a high quality product and I want to charge a lot for it because I'm worth it. I'm still struggling with that. Not up to the $5,000 mark. That's not a big deal for me yet. So wherever you're at, just take this for wherever that is. I'm like this might not be relatable to you. You're like, "Hey, it's hard for me to charge over $200 to someone." That's fine. You will get over it though because I've been there. So just use me as an example, but go through this and think of your own money blocks. Like, where is your money block? And think to yourself, how much is too much? How much can you not imagine charging a customer for? What is that number? Is it a thousand? Is it two thousand? Is it five hundred? Is it two hundred? Whatever it is, just know what that mental block is so that you can get over it. You have to name your fear, call out your fear, and just know where that is in order to get over it. So name your number. And mine is 10,000, <laughs> which seems like a lot. I'm even like giggling thinking about it because $10,000 is a lot for a mural. But some people want that. Some people expect to pay that. Some people think that if they're paying less than 10 grand for a mural, it's not very good. And if I'm thinking in the future and not about today, which is what I want you to think about too, what is the artist you want to be? The artist that I want to be is working on big projects for really prestigious companies more often. So I do that sometimes. Now I'll have maybe one or two or three or four big projects per year that are like in the 10k range for someone Uh, but I want that to be a more regular thing and even go up to 20 and 30 that's what I want I'm gonna have to start to reframe my thinking of I deserve that (laughs) I give the quality that is needed for that and I'm gonna be able to talk with the customer and figure out what they want and give them exactly what they want And I notice that I'm holding myself back whenever I'm talking to customers, like here recently, (laughs) like I'd say recently, but like a couple months ago, I was talking to a customer on the phone, talking about what he wants. And I was just, I was about to tell him it was going to cost three grand. And before I did, I was like, how much are you wanting to spend on this? What's your budget? And he goes, I don't know, maybe five grand or so. And (laughs) I just stopped in my head and I'm just like, gosh, dang it. I am so holding myself back. What am I doing? (laughs) And so I was like, okay, yeah, we can make that work for you. (laughs) And then it happened again when I was talking to another customer, actually just this past week. This is the one of the biggest customers I've ever talked to. And hopefully I get this job crossing my fingers and hopefully we do a, another mural meetup this summer with this customer. But I was talking to them on the phone and they were talking about how they have this giant wall. I'm talking huge, giant, giant wall. And he was describing it and I hadn't really seen pictures yet, but he was like, it's really big. He told me about how long it was. And he was like, how much do you think that's going to cost ballpark? And I was like, Oh, I was so put on the spot. And he was like, I'm not going to hold you to anything. Just like, how much do you think? And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to give him a deal. I don't know. I don't want to keep, I don't want to get off the phone. I want this so bad. And I was like, so I just spit it out. I was like 20 grand. And he was just like, what? (laughs) I don't even need approval for anything under 30 grand. So let's bump that up. And I was just like, oh, dang it. Why did I say that? Why did I say 20? Oh my gosh. And yeah, so I'm just like, I'm holding myself back. And that's the thing that I'm currently working on right now is how can I get the money mindset to be able to work with these big, big clients? Because that's who I want. That's what I want. So figure out what your number is and really just think about the quality that you want to give someone and aim high. 
because it's really hard <laughs> to go from saying, oh yeah, it's going to cost 20 to, oh yeah, it's going to cost 100 because <laughs> that's what I'm in right now. And it's just, it, go high. If someone balks at your price, say, no big deal. We can simplify it. We can do other things to, to in order to get their business, but go high and go a little bit higher than you think. Here recently, I... I bid a project here past this past summer and I ended up getting it. It was a big, big logo project and it was the biggest project that I had done last year. It was so big that at the end of it, they wrote me a check for a little over 14 grand. And that's the biggest check that I got last year. The second biggest check was about 10, 11 grand, but that $14,000 check is <laughs> taped to the front of my desk drawer where I put all my other checks in order in to me for me to say in my mindset that any check that goes in here this check that's taped to the front is now the standard this is what should go in here this year this is what you're going for and so I taped it right there and I've heard this psychological thing that some people do is like they'll write themselves a a check for whatever uh, 10,000, a million, whatever. And then they'll, they'll write that check to themselves and then they'll put it up and then eventually they make it and they can pay themselves that much is, is, is the idea. I've never really done that. If you want to do that, if you're like, oh, that'd be so cool. Maybe that's the motivation that you need. Maybe try that. <laughs> but for me, I put my biggest check that I've ever gotten and I put it on my desk drawer, and now that is the standard for everything. That is what I'm going for the rest of the year. But before we move on, I want you to call yourself out, and if you are someone who is a bargain shopper, just realize that you are probably someone who is also trying to give the best deal that you can to your customers, and that's not a bad thing. We're not trying to get all the money we can out of everybody. We're not trying to nickel and dime them. We're not greedy in that way, but is your money mentality holding you back from making what you deserve? Are you constantly underpricing things? Maybe just add on an extra 100 or 200 or 500 to every bid that you do for, for murals, for canvas art. Maybe just add on an extra 100 because you can always give money back, but it's really hard to ask for more later on. Okay, after you've called yourself out, let's go on to talk about expenses. So as I'm currently going through all of my taxes stuff from last year and figuring out all of my expenses for, I'm actually about to do a live in the Artist Academy, or actually I'm about to do a pre-recorded video all over about my taxes. I'm actually going to do my taxes inside of the Artist Academy and show you guys exactly what I do it's, I know a lot of people are like, oh, tax is so fun, but I've had a lot of questions about them, and so I'm just going to show you guys what I do, and so we'll go into the details there, but as I'm going through everything, I'm writing down all of the things that I spent money on in the past year or the past couple years. I just kind of threw in you know, some of my big purchases on this list, and I want to share them with you to make you feel better about spending money in order to make money. I've talked about this before, but it's so true. You have to spend money in order to make it, and you have to be comfortable with that idea. You have to be comfortable with the idea of buying a domain for $12 to secure your spot on the internet. <laughs> Art by Andrea E is a domain. I, I actually own 20 domains. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but I feel it's necessary. <laughs> and all of these things like paint. So I have spent $4,500 at my local paint store this past year. $4,500 and that's gallons of paint. That's probably some rollers and some brushes and tape in there too, but mostly paint. I've also spent a little over $2,000 on the website that houses the Artist Academy tutorials. And I've given about $2,500 in prizes and money back refunds and, and stuff like that as incentives to Artist Academy members who have either won challenges or just completed a task that I wanted to complete. $2,500 I've literally given back to people this past year to incentivize them. I totally believe in incentives rather than punishments. <laughs> 
I've also spent a little over $1,500 on a virtual assistant. Hey, Adriana. (laughs) And she helps me with a lot of secretarial tasks, data input, helps me with Instagram, helps keep my life together, but an extra $1,500 to have a lot of peace of mind and a lot of help. So thanks again, Adriana. (laughs) I've also spent $3,000 on hotel bills, $300 on a projector, $1,500 on a spray gun, over $700 on a scaffolding, and $1,500 on a new computer this year. So (laughs) I have a lot of deductions that I'm going for (laughs) this past year. And also I've spent zero money on ads. That might change here in the future, but I've spent no money on ads in the past year and... I'm not sure what I think about that. I've really just, instead of spending money on ads, I've invested time into video, into reels and TikTok, and that has been one of the major growths. Just to let you know, you know, I have have gained quite a bit of following in all the various social media platforms, but 0% has been spent on ads. And so I wanted to say that to know that a lot of people think that, oh, if you have a product, you need to spend money on ads in order to get people there. I just want to say that's not true. It does help, but I know several artists who do ads and they are totally for it. So I can't speak a ton about it, but I just want to let you know that it is possible without it. And I'm sure if I used ads, things would skyrocket a bit more. But I also believe in slow growth and the really, really good things that can come with growing really slowly. I'm still learning. I'm still learning all the things. And I feel like right now, if I put a bunch in ads, I don't know that I could keep up. And frankly, really, like I mentioned, I'm at a point to where I am comfortable financially wise and art is going well and everything. And I really, truly believe that I can achieve anything I want. And now I'm just at a point to where I need to decide how big I want to go. How big do I want to take the Artist Academy? How big do I want to take prints? All of that. How big do I want to go in that aspect? How much do I want to travel? That's a big thing. Like I want to work for big companies and get that big paycheck, but how much do I really want to travel and be away? Because that is, it's necessary in order to make the amount that is on my goal sheet. So I'm really just trying to step back and figure out how much I want to make and how comfortable I want to be and how big I want to go with it. Because anything is possible. And so that's where I am right now. I'm trying to figure out how big I want to go because if I go any bigger than I am right now, I'm going to have to hire someone. I'm going to have to hire another person or another virtual assistant or an in-person assistant or something. And yeah, it's just the level that I'm at right now. But I will say this year has been the easiest year I've ever had in business and in life in general. So this past year, I know that a lot of people for 2020, it was really terrible and not to be insensitive, but I choose to look at the positive side of it. And 2020 was the easiest year I've ever had. Financially with painting, things came a lot easier. And I'm at a point right now in the past couple months to where my passive income streams that I've set up and that I've spent the last couple years setting up are they're coming easier and I've mentioned to my husband several times in the past couple months I'm just like anytime I get like a new print order or a new student or like anything like that I'm like huh things are just coming a lot easier nowadays and I'm really thankful for it but I'm just I'm saying it out loud because I'm noticing it and I don't know when it switched and I'm not sure when it started, but it's re- I've really, really noticed it in the past couple of months. Things are just getting easier. And so I want to say that again and again and again to you that if you put in the work now and ahead of time, a year later, two years later, three years later, it will get a lot easier. <laughs> it, I promise, because that's what's happening to me. And 2019 was a really tough year for me. I worked all the time. And I really thought that I was going to make a bunch at the end of the year because I was just blood, sweat, and tears into everything. And then at the end of the year, I was like, man, I thought it was going to be a lot more than that. I made way more this year and worked probably half. Yeah, I'd say probably half the amount. And I didn't get overwhelmed. I didn't get burnt out like that year. 
and I worked half the amount. And so I just want to say that if you can do, you know, the work on your branding, get your website up, get all the things that are on your to-do list that you're going to put on your calendar to actually do, because that's what we do, right? If it's on your to-do list, it stays there. If it's on your calendar, it gets done. If you want to do all those things, and if you really put your head down and get obsessed with it for a while, it gets easier. I promise, because I have a lot going on right now. But it's all things that I want. It's all things that I want to be doing. I want to be educating and selling prints and doing murals, all the things. And all of the different revenue streams are now combining. And since everything's getting easier, I'm charging more for murals. The Artist Academy is at $32 instead of $22 when we opened. And there's way more stuff in it so that people, when they come in, I don't feel like I have to constantly entertain and make tutorials for them. Like they have so much content to look back at in the past two years that it'll keep them busy for months. <laughs> and so I don't feel like I'm on this rat race of just constantly trying to add new photos to my website and you know, do print orders and just all the things. It's just, it's coming a lot easier and it's really nice waking up in the morning and looking at my PayPal account and being like, oh, somebody made a print order last night. So I'm starting the day at a hundred dollars profit without doing anything. <laughs> like that's with my money mindset. I love money. <laughs> money is freedom. And that just puts me in a good mood from day from hour one of waking up. I'm like, that's cool. I didn't really have to do anything. So printing. Anyway, I just did a whole printing podcast episode a couple episodes back if you want to check out the whole printing thing passive income it's pretty great printing is this whole you create something right now make copies of it and it can be reproduced as long as you want but however there's a myth in that it's not exactly passive because you have to keep promoting it you have to keep telling people about it emailing people about it just let them know but you, as soon as you get the whole printing system set up, you find a printer you like, you get all the things done, do the hard work at first, it will pay off later. And I'm telling you, waking up to a PayPal notification that you're starting the day with $100 profit, not having to do anything, <laughs> is pretty great. So what can you do right now that can set you up for all of this that I'm talking about? What can you do right now that will set you up in order to have life be a little bit easier next year and the next year and in order to maybe have passive income, the thing that you can do right now is to get your website up. <laughs> if you're not at that point yet, then the thing you can do is just paint. And that really comes with everything. That's the foundation of everything. In order to set myself up for this, one of the building blocks, I'd say the building blocks, not just one of the building blocks, was to get a really good foundation of art skills. That's what I did first. When I didn't first make my LLC to start doing paintings around town, I wasn't thinking, how can I make passive income with prints? That was not my thinking. That came later because that's a building block that I did later. When I was first starting out, I just thought, how can I get better at this painting thing? How can I paint for as many people as I possibly can? And I did everything. Anybody wanted me to paint, I said yes. Even if it was not for very much, even if it was for just a little bit, maybe if they just paid for supplies, I just did it because I knew that was the thing that I needed to do was build up my painting skills and you can always be better. I will tell you, if you think you're good, you can always be so much better. And just know that we're all always learning. I always talk about the experience that I had right out of college. I thought I was pretty good. I was really good for compared to the other people in my painting class, to be honest. I kind of had a leg up on a lot of them. Not all of them. I wouldn't say I was the best one, but I was doing pretty good compared to my peers. And so I was like, I am just hot shit. <laughs> like, look at me go. And then I got hired onto the Bass Pro job site and I walked on there and I saw these muralists who were 50, 60 years old making these giant murals that were just amazing, literally amazing. And I was like, okay, <laughs> back to the drawing board, back to the learning, teach me everything you know. And that was a big moment for me. That was really humbling, but I'm glad it happened. And I'm glad I spent that time learning and painting. So if you have a painter in your area that you know of, just job shadow them for a day or a week or get to know them. If there's somebody 
within arm's reach of you that's a better painter than you, just follow them around. Watch them. See what they do. See how they talk about it. Because there are just certain things that someone can teach you that you can't learn on your own, or you will spend 1,000 hours trying to learn that somebody can teach you in one hour. I know I totally get that a lot of people are like, I'm self-taught, and that's good, that's great, but there are so many things that you don't know that you don't know (laughs) until someone teaches you, and until you spend that amount of time with the paintbrush in your hand, that is the building block of everything. The better you get at painting, the easier it's going to get to sell. If you can wow somebody with a painting or a mural, the easier it's going to be to charge a bunch for the the next one you do because they're going to be like, wow, the one you just did is really great. You can charge me whatever you want. I'm telling you, that is the foundation of everything. If you try to skim past that, you'll make money and you'll do okay. But the more time you spend with the foundation of their painting skills, the better it's going to be. And trust me, you all can get to whatever level you want to get. It's all practice and it's all technique. I didn't wake up being able to paint a realistic gecko for Geico. (laughs) I just learned it. I just spent time with paint. Anyway, okay, we're talking about money. (laughs) So, But I just wanted to just really nail that in the ground of your your foundation is your painting skills. So if you're in the beginning, don't think I need to set myself up for passive income. Think I need to get really good at painting and I need to paint for as many people as I possibly can in order to get content and get my website up and get a bunch of stuff out there on my website and photos on my website to show people what I can do. Then after you have that foundation, I have a really great example of someone that I know that has an amazing foundation of painting and she is just recently branching out into the more passive kind of stuff. So her name is Whitney and she is Murals by Whitney on Instagram. And we have actually met. She was the second person I ever interviewed on this podcast. And then we met at the mural meetup this past summer. And she was just asking me all the questions about prints and making money on Instagram and just all the passive income stuff. And I was like, why? Like, you're doing really well with murals. Why? And she was just, she was super interested in it. I was like, okay. So I was just talking to her about all the the ad stuff and the prints of the month and all of that. And then she went back and she was a little motivated and it kind of fell off. And then this recent 31 day challenge that we just did, she has exploded. She's created a painting per day and is now making prints and she's going to do a print of the month club. And she just ordered a bunch of prints from my printing guy here in Missouri, which I totally recommend. He's amazing. And then she shipped them to her in Houston and she's doing the thing. And she's setting up a print of the month club and it's just look at her, go check out murals by Whitney and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Also, I want to point out, she took the thing that did really well the past couple years. So she took her most viral photo or most viral mural. She took that idea and duplicated it. So she painted this beautiful like pink silhouette of this little girl who had like a pet T-Rex. It's hard it's hard for me to describe it, but it is adorable. It has florals on it and stuff, and she painted it as a mural. And so she saw that that was the thing that got a ton of interest and it's something that she really wanted to do. And so she she duplicated it. She made several different versions of basically that same thing with different animals, different poses with kids, but basically little silhouettes of kids holding onto the leash of the flamingo. And all the there's one that's like a rhino and they're all floral and they're all very similar to the first one that she did and they're doing really, really well. So Anybody that's like, okay, I'm kind of stuck. What do I do? How, how do I amplify? It's figure out what your best thing is. What is the best thing that you've ever created that gotten has gotten the most response and just recreate it in a new way. That's exactly what I did with the wings here in Springfield, Missouri. It blew up. It was a big, big thing. So I created them on in all different places and for all different people. And I just did the same thing over and over again butterfly wings. Same thing with clouds. One of my cloud paintings that went viral a couple times, it sold. I was like, okay, maybe I should create more. I created it 30 different times in our January paint challenge. 
and they all sold. <laughs> and where I'm going from now, I have no idea, but I'll figure it out and it'll probably be clouds. But it's the same thing. So if you're stuck in an area, think smart, just work hard. My parents, very, very, very hardworking people. And I am so lucky, especially my mom. She is one of the hardest working people I know. Very good at her job. Just everything that you would want in an employee. But she has a employee mindset. She very much has the, I'm, I get paid every other Friday or every other Monday whenever she gets paid. I don't know when people get paid. I haven't been actually paid regularly by a company in eight years. I don't know. It's, I've been, yeah, I've been self-employed for eight years. So I'm very disconnected from it by now, but my mother is very much not. She's like, nope, I have an employer. I show up every day because my employer wants me to, and I get paid by that employer. She has no outside of the box thinking. And I say that because that's what I grew up with. And she, you know, that's what she trained me to do. You show up on time. You be good at this. Be be the best worker you can be. And all of that goes into what I'm doing now. I show up on time. I'm the best worker I can be. But I've had to develop this out-of-the-box thinking to where I'm not expecting someone to just give me a check for just showing up. And that's the mentality that I really would like you to adopt if you're going to work for yourself. Because painting full-time, that's what we do. We work for ourselves and we are our own bosses. And if we're not going to take ourselves seriously over a boss, the reason that my mom shows up on time all the time is because someone's asking her to do that. But if you were to take her away from that and she would have to, you know, show up to her own business every day on time, I think she would be like a lot of us. We give our old bosses the more respect than we give ourselves. And I'm talking about this because this does go in with the whole art money mindset. It's all the same. If we give ourselves enough respect to show up every day, start painting at 8 a.m. like we would show up to our bank job at 8 a.m. or wherever then we would make money with it. <laughs> but it's because we don't get that instant gratification of a paycheck on Friday. That is why a lot of people don't show up for it. And so if you can just be that person who shows up for it every day, you are boss and be a strict boss. <laughs> be tough on yourself. <laughs> don't let yourself take long lunches. Don't let yourself take another sick day or whatever. Show up. Do the things and then the money will come. If you can get your mindset around it, what you're doing will pay off one day. You just have to show up. And one of the biggest ways to grow your art business really quickly is to get really obsessed with it (laughs) and take with this what you want. But there is some kind of magic that happens when someone becomes obsessed with the idea of growing and growing their art business and growing themselves mentally and just becoming obsessed with it. And how you do that is you plug into a podcast or a book every day of someone you admire, of someone who is in a place where you want to be, and every day you listen to something from them and you grow. And you don't take a day off either. You don't give yourself that. Okay, say you can take the weekends off, whatever, but Monday through Friday, put something in your ear that makes you show up. Put someone in your ear that has the money mindset that you don't yet. That's at a level where they're making six-figure whatever. One example, one book that really changed my idea of how much I should work and what you can charge and just all the things is The 4-Hour Work Week. This is not an artist book. A lot of people have heard this book before. It was very big in like 2008. And I don't know why nobody told me about it until 2015 or so, but that book changed everything for me. I remember reading it on a plane to go out to the Philippines. (laughs) I was just on a backpacking trip and I'm not really sure who recommended it or how I got it or whatever, but I bought the hard copy and I was reading it on the plane out to the Philippines. And I'm not sure how I got it, I but I brought it and I was reading the hardback on the way out to the Philippines. We were just backpacking around and <laughs> yeah, I just remember being like, holy crap, this book, it's just... So it's not about working four hours per week per se, but it's more of just highlighting the ways 
that you can work smarter and it tells this story about Tim Ferriss, who's the author, who I am just obsessed with his podcast and just everything Tim Ferriss. And he's just such a forward thinker and he just has the idea of time, time is money and just figuring out a way to get the best bang for your buck. Anyway, it's not an artist book, but it's just an example of a book that you can listen to and or find other books just like it. And if you don't like business that much, then it might not be the best book for you to listen to. But the four hour work week, absolutely love it because all of our money blocks are just mental. (laughs) Then I know that there are like certain money mantras that people can do. I don't, I've never done one, but I have a friend who has and magical things started happening for her when she started doing these money mantras that basically just consist of money comes freely and easily to me and I deserve this and money comes freely and easily (laughs) and just like chanting that there's so much more to it I don't know anything about it if you want to look it up if you if you want more of this money mindset thing and you're into that whole thing look up money mantras there could be something behind it I don't know but that's basically what I'm doing by saying okay I want to get a $20,000 job I want to get a $50,000 job. This is what I want. I'm putting it out there. Kind of the same thing as a money mantra. My husband and I have this kind of joke (laughs) that that we say, and it's kind of a joke, but I'm being very serious as well. (laughs) Sometimes if we're talking about money or whatnot, I'll just say, I'm not going back. (laughs) And that's the joke. I'm like, I'm not going back. (laughs) He just kind of laughs at it, whatnot, because I'm just, I'm not going back. I will do whatever. I don't care. I will stay up all night. I just have this motivation in me. And I think that motivation has come from getting so many small wins along the way, because if you put in the work and all of that, you'll start to get little small wins and they'll start to add up and you'll start to get bigger wins. And now I've just seen that literally anything is possible. Anything I put my mind to is completely possible. And I will say, I'm not like, I'm not a genius. I'm not like the best at really anything, but I'm putting together my assets into one. And I know anything is completely possible. And I want that for you. I want you to totally believe it and use me as an example. If if I'm in a place that you want to be, or if, you know, somebody like Maria Brophy, check her out. Her book is amazing too. If Maria Brophy is in the place where you want to be, just fill your head (laughs) with the advice that we're giving you because it's so, so real. And another couple, just, just little bits of tips to end this. One of the biggest things that I believe is contributing to where I am right now is because I built my brand to be just at the level that it is right now to where I am pretty much the go-to artist in my area. And I mean, not there's a lot of other artists that are super talented in all the different aspects and they are still busy. There's so many artists in my area who are really busy, but I'm the go-to artist for clouds, for photo op art, for logos even. The, uh, the biggest check that I had gotten last year was from doing logos, believe it or not. <laughs> and I'm on track this upcoming year to maybe hit my goal of 200000 in one year. Oh my gosh, I can barely say it. <laughs> That's the goal. I want to hit 200000 this year. And it'll be a really big stretch to hit it, but I'm putting it out there. That's what I want. I want to hit 200000 because we're talking about art money mindset and we're here to dream big, right? And that's what I want to do. And so if I want to do that, I'm writing down little things that I need and I maybe need to rely on other people a little bit more, maybe hire. We actually just hired a podcast editor. Woo! Hey! <laughs> and little things like that. I want to build my brand up to be what I envision it to be with the Artist Academy and all of that stuff in order to make that 200000 mark. And then I might stop. I don't know that I need to make any more to be happier, you know? I don't know. I'll I'll reassess, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. I maybe want to just hit the 200k mark and then call it good. I don't I don't know. <laughs> and I I might be even be saying that because it's my own money mindset block that I'm not even realizing. 
I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what it looks like when I get there, and we'll reassess if I want to hire another person or if I just want to keep it small. I don't know. Okay, you figure out where your money mindset blocks are. What's that number? What's that number that you can't imagine charging any amount over that? It might be a thousand, might be two hundred, might be five thousand. What is your number? And call it out. Also, what do you want to make this year? What do you want to make and what are you going to have to do in order to make that? Are you going to have to paint every day in our 100-day challenge? Because <laughs> that's why we do it. <laughs> that's why we do these challenges all throughout the year is to help motivate you because that's the foundation of everything. So figure out where your blocks are, where your goals are, and then what you need to achieve them to go do a video and do my taxes <laughs> inside of the Artist Academy Advance. If you're listening to this now, I would have already done it probably a couple of weeks ago, so you can just go view that, and you can see exactly how much I made this past year. But like I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I said this, but I made seven to five-figure months last year, which is crazy to think, but now I'm going to go back and do all of the numbers and lay it all out for you. Okay, I hope this helps you go through your week and helps you dream really, really big, and I'll see you next week. Okay, thanks! This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000 as a thank you for helping us grow this Artist Academy community. And speaking of community, if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy, and I will see you next week. <laughs>